0: Welcome to the Focus on Customer Service Podcast, presented by Social Media Today, where we talk to brands you know and love, who are laser-focused on using social media to deliver amazing customer experiences. And now, here are your co-hosts, Dan Gingis and Dan Moriarty. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to episode 49 of the Focus on Customer Service Podcast. This is your host, Dan Gingas, and today we're going to do something a little bit different because last week, I had the pleasure of being at Social Media Marketing World. Now, I've been at this conference almost since it began five years ago. I think I've only missed one year. And last year, I finally convinced the organizers to create a customer service track within the other two dozen or so tracks that they have. Now, the pushback I initially got was, well, why do we need a customer service track at a marketing conference? And I said, well, I'm glad you asked that because as all of our listeners know, customer service is the new marketing And especially in social media, these two things are coming together. So today, I wanted to share with you the customer service track at Social Media Marketing World and what you missed from some amazing speakers. And I hope that you guys will all join us next year in San Diego for Social Media Marketing World 2018 where I expect the customer service track to be even better than ever. So how did we start out? Well, we started out with one of the best in the business, Jay Bear. And Jay Baer took the main stage and spoke on how to use customer service to turn people into brand advocates. As I'm sure listeners of this podcast know, Jay is the author of Hug Your Haters, one of my favorite books of all time. And he started by saying that a majority of purchases are based on customer experience and that great customer experience creates volunteer marketers. I love this idea that as we treat our customers well, they market for us and they talk about our brand in a positive way so that we don't have to. The best companies in the world are raising the bar of customer expectations, he said. He also suggested that there's three things that companies have to do. They have to be faster, be more human, and be more proactive than customers expect. Now, I've been saying something similar for a while, which is that customer expectations are really how we need to be measured. And when we beat expectations, customers are happy. When we miss expectations, customers are not happy. So Jay is saying that customer expectations are absolutely critical because when we exceed them, it turns our customers into advocates. And one of the ways to do this, he said, is to make sure that every single employee at your company is a customer service agent. Now, I hadn't heard that before, and I thought that was a really interesting concept, right? You don't have to sit in a call center with a headset to be called a customer service agent. Really, any time that an employee speaks with a customer, they're in customer service. And I think that's a really good mentality to share with the rest of your company. Now, Jay also talked a little bit about some stuff from his book, including that social media customer service is a spectator sport. That quote got included in several other presentations during social media marketing world because I think it is a favorite. And of course, he's right. This is the only channel in which Customer service is performed out in public with everybody else watching. And that means that you have to treat it a little bit differently. Be empathetic every time, he said. And remember that in social media, it's emotion first and information second. So very, very important that your customer service agents remain calm because oftentimes people come to to, uh, social media and they are emotional, often in a negative way. And it's very important that we take care of that first while providing them the information that they're looking for second. Finally, my friend Jay Baer encouraged companies to expand their social listening and to what he called broaden their participation by looking for proactive customer service opportunities. I think this is so important. And I think that the companies that are doing really well in social care right now, this is where they're going next, which is identifying proactively opportunities to engage in conversations that either are about your brand but maybe the brand wasn't at mentioned or that are about your industry or frankly that are about a problem that your brand or company may be able to solve And yes, there's some issues about being a little too big brotherish here, but I think that if you pick your right moments, there's a great opportunity for a brand to step in in an authentic way, not as marketers, but as people trying to help. Remember Jay's earlier book called Utility, where the most helpful marketing content ends up performing the best. You can use utility in a customer service sense by looking for opportunities where your brand can engage in an authentic way and provide help. Next up on the stage was another good friend of mine, Shep Hyken. Now, Shep is a customer service expert and the author of Amaze Every Customer Every Time, as well as a couple of other books. And Shep spoke on how customer service is the new marketing, how to make social care your competitive advantage. Now, Shep's a great presenter, and a lot of people don't know this, but I believe that he is the only speaker among like 150 speakers at Social Media Marketing World that is a member of the National Speakers Association Hall of Fame. This is a very difficult award to win. There's only a couple given out each year. And Shep's been in the business for a long time, and he is a terrific presenter. He kind of divided his presentation into three parts. Part of it was just him dropping tons of knowledge about customer service. And, you know, it isn't often that you get to talk to a guy like Shep, who has been in the game for a long time, who has worked with tons of brands, who's written a whole bunch of books on customer service, and just absorb knowledge like a sponge. And that was really fun. Also, Not everybody knows this, but Shep is actually a a magician as well, and he tells a great story about how when he was a a kid or a teenager, he used to perform magic tricks for uh, little kids' birthday parties, and that was one of the ways that he made money. So he also wowed the audience with a card trick that I still have no idea how he performed, but it was awesome. And then at the end, I had the opportunity to sit with him in what we call the fireside chat and ask him some questions and then also moderate some questions from the audience. So Shep explained that there's a moment of truth anytime a customer interacts with a brand. And in that moment, the brand has the chance to form an impression from their customer, right? And so, and that moment can be really fast. And he says that a successful moment is called a moment of magic And one that fails is called a moment of misery. So, of course, companies want to create lots of moments of magic and try to avoid the moments of misery. He said if we take just a few minutes more with our customers, we can create more moments of magic. And that in order to avoid the moments of misery, companies should do five things. They should always acknowledge the problem. They should always apologize. They should always attempt to fix the problem. They should always own the problem and not blame somebody else, and they should always act with a sense of urgency. When you have a problem to solve, Shep said, that is your opportunity to go above and beyond. I think that was great advice from Shep, and I really learned a lot from listening to him. And again, uh, he's such a great performer because he's also a magician. Uh, He had a lot of fun, and we got some great questions from the audience. Next up, it was actually my turn to present, and I led a session called How to Identify the Customer Experiences That Will Get Amplified in Social Media. And for those of you who have read my new book, Winning at social customer care, you may have recognized some of the examples that I used in this presentation, which really come from my own iPhone. And I have really had a lot of fun taking pictures of my life as I move around it. I'm not talking about taking pictures at a national monument or anything like that, and you know, with the family. I'm talking about observing the customer experience that I experience. When I am interacting with different brands, when I walk into a hotel room, when I walk into a restaurant, when I'm walking up to the counter of a retailer and talking with someone, I'm always observing what's going on around me and I'm taking pictures. And it's fun to share those pictures, which of course is why people share their experiences on social media. And that's some of what I talked about. You know, I explained that social media is the first marketing channel where people get to talk back. And you know, a lot of brands who still believe that social media is another megaphone channel like television are really getting this wrong. I believe there's a circular relationship between social media and customer experience. And here's how it works. Customers amplify their experiences on social media. And then how a brand responds, or even if they respond, contributes right back to that experience. And so we have great examples of brands turning detractors into advocates just by engaging with customers. And I've experienced this personally in both of the jobs that I've worked at where I at Fortune 200 companies where I have managed social media and social customer care. And those are the examples. When you can turn a detractor into an advocate, those are the ones you want to print out and put on the bulletin board in the break room or send over to the CEO to say, this is why we're doing this every day. So the formula that I have created is really pretty simple. It is that expectations plus emotions equal a willingness to share. Now, I mentioned before, Jay Baer was talking about customer expectations. When companies exceed expectations, they make customers happy. And of course, they're willing to share their great experiences with their friends and followers. And likewise, when companies miss expectations, they make customers sad or worse, they can make them angry. And unfortunately for us, customers are also very willing to share those experiences. Unfortunately, the vast majority of experiences that we have with brands are average or barely average, which causes no sharing. And I think that companies are missing out on a big opportunity. If brands don't get the experience right, they will suffer the consequences in social media. I really believe that. Social is kind of where the buck stops for all customer experience offline and online. And so my advice to people was to follow what I like to refer to as the great sage, which is world champion Chicago Cubs manager Joe Madden, who likes to tell his baseball players, do simple better. Now, when he's talking about baseball, he's saying, make sure that that ground ball to shortstop gets picked up and thrown to first base without an error. Make sure when you're asked to lay down a bunt that you do it or that you run out a a base hit to first base and that you're always hustling. These are very simple things in baseball, but his suggestion also really works in business and especially in customer experience that if we're able to take micro moments parts of the customer experience, individual moments that customers have with us, and make them simpler and better, then these are things that people want to share. So I gave some great examples, again, from my own life. One of them that I'll share here with you that I just love is I was on a conference call once, And I was waiting for the conference call to start because the other person had not yet joined the call. And so I'm listening to this music. And of course, if you've ever been on a conference call or really ever been on hold, you know that the music is usually absolutely horrible. Well, in this particular case, I happened to notice that the music wasn't horrible. It was actually pretty good. So I started listening to it. And it's this guy strumming on a guitar. And the lyrics of this song are absolutely hilarious. Why? Because the lyrics are talking about sitting on hold and waiting for your friends to come and hoping that you're not here all day. And not only is it a great song that you know, creates an earworm and you start humming it all day because it's this guy on a guitar and he sounds really good, he's a great singer, but it's hilarious because it's about what is happening at that very moment. So think about that for a second. That's an experience that most people don't even register in their brains. I'm on hold, of course there's boring hold music. But this company turned that micro moment into a memorable awesome experience. And how do you think that makes me feel about that company? All right, next up was a brand new speaker to social media marketing world, somebody that I had met for the very first time, Blake Morgan. Now, she is a customer experience thought leader and she has a new book coming out as well called More is More: How the Best Companies Work Harder and Go Farther to Create Knock Your Socks Off Customer Experiences. I can't wait to read this book. I'm very excited about it. And what Blake was talking about was how to use bots and messaging apps to improve your customer experience. And I will tell you, having listened to a number of sessions uh, at Social Media Marketing World, both marketing and service in nature, messaging apps and bots were a very, very familiar topic that came up a lot. Lots of people are talking about it. So Blake said that the number one customer frustration is having to repeat themselves. Oh my gosh, that is incredibly annoying when you call up and you talk to an agent and then they transfer you and you have to start your story over again and then they accidentally disconnect you and so you have to start over again. And that's the number one irritation and one of the major advantages of messaging services as well as chatbots is that they can remember previous conversations. They're persistent. So if you think about this, you know, think about your cell phone and your, you know, your SMS, right? Your messaging app. So you send a text to somebody, when you start to type their name in, what pops up on the screen but the entire conversation you've ever had with that person. So there's a persistency. This is great for customer service because an agent can go back and quickly see what's been talked about and the customer does not have to repeat themselves. Blake also said that there are many areas where chatbots can be more efficient than humans and that goes for both the user and for the company. One problem that she said in social media, and I definitely agree with this, is she said, Everybody talks, nobody listens. And she was really pointing the finger at brands here, saying that they are using this channel as a megaphone channel, and they're not taking the time to listen to their customers. She said that everyone from the CEO down needs to understand their customers' lives and how they experience the brand. I think that's a great point, is that if you don't have buy-in from the top, then your customer experience is not gonna be good. I could tell you when I worked at Discover that one of the things they did that I thought was really impressive was they required all directors and above, at least once a month to listen to customer service calls. And you had to spend an hour and you were expected to engage in the conversation because after every call, we had a discussion about what went well and what didn't. And often you were listening to calls from areas of the business that really were not affiliated with your job. And I thought that was really good too because it got different voices in the room, objective voices that really had no skin in the game. And I thought it was a really good idea, and I advise all companies to have a very consistent customer service listening session so that you can hear your customers. She also said something interesting. She said that companies should make it hard on the business in order to make it easy on the customer, not the other way around. A lot of companies want to make it easy on themselves, and so therefore they create an experience that is difficult for the customer. Now, she also reminded the audience that customers don't always want to have a relationship with a company. That is totally true. In fact, one of my favorite quotes from a different session, Scott Monty, was that unless you are Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts, nobody wakes up in the morning thinking about your brand. And I've been saying something similar for a long time, right? If you're in the banking industry or the insurance industry or really any service industry, people don't want to wake up and come to your website. Or they don't want to come to your social media page. Now, they're willing to engage with you occasionally, but when they engage, what they want to do is get in and out quickly. And that's what Blake was saying here. They just want to get their problem solved. Sometimes it's not about establishing a relationship. Your digital strategy must be thoughtful and must consider the life that your customer is living, she said. How will you leverage digital to make your customers' lives easier and better? I thought that was a great question. Blake did a great job. Really excited about her upcoming book, which again is called More is More, How the Best Companies Work Harder and Go Farther to Create Knock Your Socks Off customer experiences. So next up in the social customer service track was how companies become best in class at social customer care. Now, this was a panel discussion that I had the pleasure of moderating, and it had three people on it representing brands that have been on the Focus on Customer Service podcast. So you will recognize these brands. We had Kimberly Matthews from Wells Fargo, who was a guest on the podcast. We had Madeline Piercy, who, when she was on the podcast, she works at Duke Energy. Her last name was actually Amon, and she has since gotten married, so she's now Madeline Piercy from Duke Energy. And then we also had Chad Israel from Hertz. Now, his colleague, Laura Smith, was the one that was on our podcast earlier. She couldn't make the conference, so Chad was there instead, and all of them did a great job. We started talking about bots and messaging services as well. And Chad said that in certain instances, bots can do it better than humans. And he mentioned things like a language translation and a car rental reservations as examples where bots are really doing a good job. Kim Marie from Wells Fargo, she added, that we should serve bots where bots will work and serve agents where agents will work. I think that's incredibly important that bots cannot replace customer service agents. Otherwise, all the work that we've done to make social care a great experience is gonna go in the wrong direction. Now, Chad also told the audience that in order to integrate social media into the rest of the organization, Hertz holds weekly calls to ensure that all departments are up to speed on the social media program. And this goes for the marketing and the service, which I think is a terrific idea. Way too often social media sits as a silo in the organization all by itself in the corner, and that is not good. Social really has to be integrated into the rest of the organization, and specifically social care. I talk about this in step seven and eight in Winning at Social Customer Care, about integrating with the rest of your business and then integrating with your CRM and how important it is in order to provide a great customer experience. Madeline from Duke Energy also talked about something that she talked about on the podcast, which I love, which is that they provide proactive customer service by alerting customers in social media to incoming bad weather, right? So they're a utility. So they actually put out tweets that say, hey, you might lose power because there's a big storm coming. And if you do, don't worry, we're on the case. And what she has said is that that engenders a ton of trust and loyalty to this company. And that's interesting because this is a company that that basically is a monopoly in the areas that it serves. So customers don't have a choice to go to another energy provider. And yet they are creating trust and loyalty with their customers simply by being proactive and letting people know that something might happen. They also had a computer problem recently where their website went down. And a lot of companies are afraid to say that out in social media because they're afraid of how it'll look not Duke Energy. They got out there and they said, hey, our website's down. We know it's down. We're working on it and we'll let you know when it's back up. This is great for customers because they appreciate the honesty. They appreciate that the company is, you know, being upfront with them and, and being real, frankly. And then they're willing to give them a little bit of a break when, when they see a company do that. So I think that's a terrific thing. And then Kim Marie left the audience with this piece of advice. She said, know your brand very well and know what your customers expect for it. Let's take advantage of the opportunity to have rich conversations with our customers. I think that's absolutely true, and we've heard that time and time again on this podcast, that it is a gift when customers reach out to us in social media, even if they're unhappy with us. It's a gift if they're happy with us, because hey, who takes the time out of their day to tell a company they're doing a great job? This certainly never happened on the phone, right? No phone agents get the pleasure of answering the telephone just to get someone on the other line that says, hey, you're doing a great job. But it does happen in social media. And when customers are angry at us, it does it is also a gift because it tells us what's going wrong with our product or our service or our customer experience so that we can fix it not just for that one customer but we can go back to the root problem and fix it entirely so that we actually reduce customer service complaints going forward Now finally in the customer service track there was another panel called how to encourage your customers to leave online reviews Now this panel was moderated by the author of a great book called Manipulated And his name is Daniel Lemon, and he is an expert in the ratings and review space. That's L-E-M-I-N, by the way, not like the fruit. Anyway, this panel had also three people on it. Um, Aggie nixon Kirshner from Marriott International, the hotel chain, Nicole Pickray from Pella Doors and Windows, and Melissa Phillips from EmployBridge. And on this panel, one of the first questions that they looked at was whether it's ever okay to offer incentives for ratings and reviews and the panel basically said this is a practice that should be avoided but it doesn't mean that you can't reward customer feedback so you can offer some sort of gift before the customer even thinks about writing a review which can of course help frame the review in a positive context what you don't want to do is offer a gift in exchange for a review Now, Aggie from Marriott explained how the hotel chain instructs its team to ask for feedback. She said, some of our hotel staff keep cards with our profile information with them and they present them to guests when they go out of their way to compliment us with the experience they've had. It's an organic way saying something like, we appreciate this wonderful feedback. It would mean a lot to us if you would share your experience in a review on one of our social channels. This is a great idea. If you already have a customer that's happy with you and that's complimenting you, why not ask them to share it publicly? Now Phillips at uh, EmployBridge, which is a large temporary staffing firm, answered the question of when it's the right time to ask for customer feedback, and the answer there was we ask when we give them their first paycheck. So this is a staffing firm, right? And the temporary workers when they get their first paycheck, they're pretty darn happy. That's a great time to ask them for a review of the staffing firm that got them the temporary work, right? She said there's nothing more positive than that first impression. Now over at Palladors and Windows. They have a customer life cycle that spans sales, installation, product support, etc. And they said that finding the right inflection point comes down to when the customer is most excited. And the thrill of a door and window purchase may not last that long as something like a car purchase. And so for them, it's really important that they focus on that point of installation because that's when the customer is happiest. There's also a lot of discussion in this panel about positioning reviews on a company's own retail or business website, which are called first-party reviews, versus funneling customers over to third-party sites like Yelp and Google and Angie's List. And of course, the group said that to take full advantage, especially of Google's ranking algorithm, it is best to do both because Google really focuses on those first-party reviews within search results. But we know that consumers go to sites like Yelp and Angie's List quite a bit, and so you want to be present there as well. At the end of the day, I'd say that the second year of the customer service track in social media marketing world was awesome. I saw audiences that were double the size of the first year. I think that people took a lot of great inspiration and tools. And what I also thought was really interesting, and I want to talk to you a little bit about this right now, is that in the sessions that I attended that weren't in the customer service track, that were in other tracks, be it about Facebook marketing or live video or anything like that, that people were talking about the customer over and over again. As a customer experience guy, I was thrilled to see this. This was a distinct change for me because as I said, I've been to this conference a number of times. It is a marketing conference and... Of course, it has lots of marketing best practices, but I thought it was really interesting how so many big speakers worked customer experience into their presentations. And you know, it all um, kind of started with the Social Media Examiner CEO, Michael Stelsner, And this is the guy that puts on this conference. And he referred to social media as the fastest changing industry on the planet, which I totally agree with. And his opening keynote was called Social Media Marketing in 2017, What the Newest Research Reveals. And he talked a lot about algorithms and how the Facebook and Google algorithms are a nightmare for marketers because it obviously makes it harder for organic content to be found. But why are those algorithms there? Well, because they're there to help consumers. They're not there to help marketers. They're there to help provide a great experience for consumers. And both Facebook and Google have figured out that they need to make the experience great for their consumers. Obviously, if you went to Google and searched for something and couldn't find the result, you're going to go somewhere else to search. Google knows that and they want to make sure that every single time you come to the site, you have a great experience. And that's why they put in these algorithms. So Google and Facebook are focused on the customer experience, even if it means frustrating the advertisers that keep them in business. I thought that was great. Stelzer also said that companies should refocus on their community by being helpful. This again goes back to what Jay Baer has said about utility. And what Stelzer is saying here is that by listening to your community, you understand what their needs are and that can then affect your content and so that is where customer service and marketing are intersecting i think this is a fundamental change as i said because marketers are used to being able to have a one-way conversation and in social media people get to talk back i also got to hear scott Monty speak for the first time and scott is a social media and marketing consultant he's a blogger he's a podcaster uh, and a really great speaker he used to work for ford for a long time And he talked about, his title was, Why We Failed, The Customer Is No Longer Our Focus. I mean, how could I not go to a session that was called that? I thought that was awesome. He said, social media was supposed to get us more customer-focused, personalized, and conversational, but we've lost our way. He noted that trust matters because consumers today trust someone they know more than anyone else, and all it takes is one misstep, and that trust disappears. I'm sure you've seen the research that shows that customers trust their friends and family much more than they trust companies. He cited the Roman philosopher Cicero, Monty did, saying that marketing should, quote, think my thoughts, feel my feelings, and speak my words, and that brands should be authentic, responsive, and compelling in their communications to consumers. He also said that it starts with a great product or service. Quote, you're not going to get anywhere if you have a crappy product or service, he said, adding that social media amplifies what's wrong with your business totally right and he said that the answer is to make your customer feel like quote a king or queen for a day unquote and show them how much you care about them now that to me sounds like great customer experience one of the keynote speakers at the conference was actually a guy that I met uh, about 15 years ago and we're going to have him on the Focus on Customer Service podcast in a future episode. I'm very excited. His name is Joey Coleman and he is a recognized expert in customer experience design and he talked about turning customers into lifelong advocates in the first 100 days. Now, he said, quote, we subject our customers to a roller coaster of emotions every time they do business with us. And he cited a really scary statistic. He said that between 20 and 70 percent of customers leave a given business within the first 100 days. But if they stay to day 101, they remain loyal to the company for an average of five years. If you don't prioritize your client, someone else will, Coleman said. Then we had Blake Morgan, who we talked about before, and you know she mentioned, as I said in her presentation, even though it was about messenger bots and, and messaging apps, she talked a whole lot about customer experience. Anne Handley, who is a content marketing expert, had a session called How to Create Breakthrough Written Marketing Content. And Anne is the Chief Content Officer of Marketing Profs, and she reminded marketers that the reader isn't thinking what you're thinking. And so she said that, that um, all writers should have a pathological empathy for the reader. Now, this sounds like customer experience to me. I absolutely love it. Of course, as we know, empathy is the number one characteristic of a superstar customer service agent. She cited Simple Bank, which is a great example of a seamless customer experience, noting that they even take like legalese, this legally required language, and they make it fun and understandable for the customer. I did apply for an account at Simple Bank, and it really was an amazing experience. I was applying online. There was a form that required a signature. Obviously, an old-fashioned bank would make you print it out and sign it physically and bring it into the bank or mail it in. And here they said, hey, just download our app. I opened up the app. It asked for my signature, I signed it on my phone, and within three seconds, my signature showed up as an image on the screen on the computer I was working on. Absolutely great experience. Now finally, we had Neil Schaefer, another good friend of mine, and he had a presentation called Growth Hacking, how to use social media to rapidly grow your new business or product. And he's told his audience, quote, if you really want to be successful at social media marketing, you need to pivot with communities. In other words, listen to what the audience wants and deliver that. Social media is a huge focus group that's free, Schaefer said. He shared an example of uh, Acura, the the car maker, and how they now take a picture of customers in their new car while it's still sitting in the showroom. And they send in this picture. Why? So they can share it on their social media channels. It's a great example. And it's not just a marketing ploy. It's a way for Acura to extend that customer experience beyond the showroom and expose it to a broader audience. I thought that was a really cool example. I said finally, but I didn't mean it because I wouldn't be complete without talking about my buddy Marcus Sheridan, who is far and away the best speaker that I've ever heard. And he is a content marketing genius. His company is called The Sales Lion, and he just published a book that I highly recommend called They Ask, You Answer. It is a Content marketing book, but you will see lots and lots of things in it that relate back to customer service and how we've been thinking, frankly, for a long period of time. Marketers, of course, are now just catching up. He spoke on seven powerful strategies for building a world class content marketing plan, and he too focused on the customer. He said, It doesn't matter what we want to tell them, it matters what they want to know. And he said that the most powerful content marketing tool in the world is your ears. Love it. The fact is both social media and marketing are important parts of the overall customer experience. And that, by definition, includes every single single interaction that a customer has with your brand. So what was clear to me, guys, is that lots of distinguished speakers at this year's social media marketing world are now focusing on the customer, which I absolutely love. And that is going to improve our marketing it's going to increase sales and it's going to keep our customers happier longer so i think this old refrain of customer service is the new marketing could not be more true and that's really what i heard over and over again at social media marketing world and that's why i wanted to share it here in this special edition of the focus on customer service podcast because yes even though it's a marketing conference there was a whole lot of talking about the customer going on I hope you enjoyed this review of the social media marketing world. I really would love to see you at that conference next year because I know that all the listeners of this podcast would get so much value out of the conference and especially out of the social media track, which I've had the honor of designing for the last two years. And I hope that I get some input into it next year as well. Thanks again for listening. This has been episode 49 of the Focus on Customer Service podcast. That means that episode 50 is coming up next. I am honored that we have made it this far and that you guys are still listening. It means a ton to me. Um, I know that uh, Dan and I used to say before we weren't sure that we'd ever make it to 10 episodes. Here I am getting ready to do number 50. Very exciting. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Focus on Customer Service podcast presented by Social Media Today. Be sure to tweet your thoughts and nominations for other brands to be featured using hashtag FOCS and follow Dan and Dan on Twitter at DGingus and at I am Dan Moriarty. See you next time.